0: Alrighty, guys. Welcome back to Sports Rewind, Sports Dribble. I'm here with BJ and Davo, fellas. How are we?
1: Fresh. Good for Tuesday night.
0: Mate, Tuesday night it is. BJ, you're saying fresh, mate. Can you just hold up what you're drinking tonight? Wow.
2: I'm on fire.
0: Mate, your throat sounds a little bit rough. Uh, Anything you want to share about your weekend away with the Toronto Tigers team? I know what happens on tour stays on tour, but uh, is there any highlights that you can share?
2: It was a good weekend.
0: Fair. <laughs> uh, the, the race... Pumps it up really, it? The, the Tari Toronto Tigers Cup was actually called yeah. off. You didn't make it to the races.
2: Uh, no, the races were canned. So we spent the entire day at the pub. Yep we thought we, we didn't think we we're going to make lunchtime actually before being kicked out but we made it until they closed at midnight so that was a yeah. good little stint there and then we made it to uh day 3 for golf for the second time we rolled in there and the golf pro said are you guys kidding or what no one ever makes it to day 3 and actually plays golf so we impressed him but I, I think I think someone hit a cabin actually with a golf ball and there might be a big ding in the hole in the wall but other than oh, that, it was, a, it was a good weekend. Good weekend. A few up and unders, but, you know, a few very, very unwell people, including myself, coming home on the Sunday. Out of the Rookies' it's, Fair this year, mate. Oh, oh, mate, Halsey. Mate, get real, mate. Come on. Gone. Day one. Didn't hardly even saw our golf on the first day. Ended up locked in the bathroom, locked in the toilets at the golf, at the... Uh, country club, so yeah, he Fair wasn't enough. in good shape
0: Fair enough Davo, hey, mate, the weekend you got some cricket in, I see uh, got to raise the bat 50, retired
1: yes. Yeah, playing good old 8th grade, they make you retire at 50 so yeah. Uh, yeah, somehow, shut your eyes, swing hard in case you make contact, works for cricket as well as it, what it does for baseball so uh, yes. um, Well yeah, done, mate we, we didn't get the points on the day, but we gave a good run chase and uh, we'll see yeah it was nice. Beautiful. So fifty only a couple runs. singles in there. I was
0: about to say how many fours and sixes are in that fifty.
1: Uh seven fours and three sixes.
0: Beautiful. And so so many only... quick
1: singles? And then four singles added in in so the mix the league, from about twenty two balls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gold. Now we all what about you, mate. What are you, Hudson? Mate, no, no cricket or uh, baseball or golf or anything for me. I went to uh, for the kids or anything, mate. No, nah, mate, I went out to uh, Delulius Wines out there up the Hunter Valley and went to Cork and Fork. So spent a uh, day up there eating some good food and some uh, bit of cowboy music and plenty of wine, plenty of good wine. It was a great day out. But yeah, no sport for me this weekend. I was uh, locked in at home after that. A
2: few our saw fellas, heads,
0: mate. What was that?
2: A few saw heads after the day on the wine, I'd say.
0: Oh, uh, mate, I was I was pretty good. Uh, there was someone else in our household that uh, wasn't so fresh, and um, yeah, it wasn't the wife. She was pretty good. She got a few selfies with the um, the other victim <laughs> there, but it was. Uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good day. That's for sure. Now, fellas, today we've got um, Michael Campbell stopping in with us. So I'm gonna bring him into the room now. Um, most of you will know Cambo.
2: Hope he's got pants on.
0: Here he comes, mate. I'm pretty sure he will have pants on. Here he is, Michael <laughs> Campbell, mate. Welcome.
3: Lads, thanks for having me. Thanks, hello.
0: Hey, uh, mate. Randall was just uh, asking if you had pants on by any.
3: No, I don't. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Fair
3: enough. Nothing rest, mate. No <laughs> pants. Let it breathe at this time of night.
0: Cambo's here tonight. He's, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with Cambo for the season, but also uh, he's going to chime in later on with his, uh, I guess, banter and uh, info on Post season, now let's just have a look. What sort of hat he's got on and shirt, mate? They're having a bit of a rest at the moment. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, that's baseball. So fresh post season does funny things to you,
0: it sure does. All right, mate, what's happening for you this year? You're um down with Canberra cavalry this year, uh, excited for the season, mate?
3: Yeah, hey, mate, yeah, just a um, yeah, n- new start, kind of just uh. Refresher her and, and, and start again. So, um, yeah, just just being approached by Canberra to have a go with them guys down there this season um, and uh, really excited for it, actually. Um, you know, it, it's, just, it's just exciting to, to hopefully represent a new club at a, at a high calibre and, um, and to really have a good push for an ABL Championship.
1: Because you're getting a pretty solid roster down there now, aren't you? So you've got to yeah, be pretty and- happy about that?
3: Well, that was one thing that I, um, you know, I, I get along with Wardy pretty well, who's the, the manager down there at Canberra. Um, and one thing that I kind of got a feel for from discussions with him prior to signing was, um, you know, this is a bit of a slog for an everyday guy like myself. that's still got to work a you know, 40, 50 hour week during the summer. Uh, manage home time as well. So it's, um, you, you want to make sure you're doing it and, um, and, and you're competing and, one thing that I got from Morty in discussions was uh, one that I was going to get a good amount of playing time and be a real, um, real part of that clubhouse and that, and that roster. And, and the second thing I got from it was the, uh, the calibre of guys they were bringing in around the, um, the Australian local guys. It, it really solidified as a, a real good championship calibre kind of roster. So it was know, kind of a uh, no-brainer for me. Do you
2: have uh, any indication yet on what position you're going to be playing, mate?
3: No, um, like, obviously, uh, well, I think I've played six, five or six years with, with the COVID seasons these, these days in um, the ABL and, and played a bit of everywhere in that outfield. And, um, yeah, I'm you know, obviously very comfortable at center field, but at the same time, happy to slot wherever, wherever needed. I think they're bringing in a few uh, imports that have certain key positions they need to work on for their, their own affiliates back home uh, and for their, their summers back when they get back over of the States. So... Uh, yeah comfortable at center field but um I'll be happy to play in any 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 of those three slots out there just to make sure that um yeah we put together a good roster out there to be nice and tight in defense
2: so, so not on the bump then mate not on the bump because um just looking at some of your uh, your stats here mate debuting like you said back in 2016 as a 30 year it a 30 year old rookie Correct? is
3: it, is it is that a record for the oldest rookie in the ABL? Nah, or? I think I think one of our old mates, Davey Ross, might have that. One oh, really? Pretty easily, yeah.
2: Okay. I didn't On see Patriots that you days. actually... You did a pitch one inning there, mate, with an ERA
3: of 27. Yeah, was you're a welcome, tough day, boys. was it? Or? <laughs> it was a tough day for everyone in a Blue Sox uniform that day against Canberra. So, um, from memory, yeah, I was having a, having a rest day and... Um, we we're playing at the uh, it was the Wollongong Classic and we were playing down at um I think it was Dalton Park and you know, we had the the, the norwesterly blowing behind our backs and we had guys like Boss Manaro hitting four hundred and eighty foot moon shots to right field so um, it's a bit of a heated match I think we blew out a bit of our bullpen um, purposely or not purposely hitting people um, or throwing behind people at, at that stage and um and then uh. <laughs> the salty the salty vet rookie had to had to go and roll over in the bullpen so obviously not my finest work but um you do what you got to do for the team and if it was uh two lazy outs and a couple of couple of um runs earned, so be it right that's it mate <laughs> you do what you gotta do
0: how's the uh culture down there mate at canberra um i know you said warty's well, i know Wardy's a pretty good bloke and uh always had a good culture with whatever team he's i've been involved with warty and um yeah, how how are you finding it down
3: there with the boys? Yeah, so you know, obviously <laughs> working around some real, real good core Aussie guys in in Robbie and Kyle Perkins and and guys like you know Bossman or Al from up newly as well. Um, it's always going to be a pretty good culture, uh, and we you typically find when the imports come in, they they fit in pretty well um, in into you know pretty much any Aussie clubhouse culture because. They, they want to get it part of the lingo. They want to understand how you guys talk and, you know, how it, how it all feels. So uh, it's usually a pretty laid back culture, um, probably regardless of any team, but um, yeah, it is a really good feel down there this year. Um, we've got some guys returning uh, from independent and, and affiliated ball that had played with the Canberra before. So um, that kind of tells its own story, right? You know, if um, you've got guys coming back that hadn't been able to play over here for the last couple of seasons and, um, for them to want to come back and, and, and don the orange and orange and black again, it's um, it kind of speaks for itself. So Audie, um Wardy has a pretty, you know, pretty laid back culture, but at the same time, as soon as we, we, we cross those lines, we're, we're there to, we're there to, um, to really battle. So have fun off the field, but really work hard to uh, make sure you get getting everything ready uh, for game time. That's the best way to be, isn't it? Correct. Sort of as soon as you cross that
1: line, you're in there. So it's going to feel a bit weird coming back up to Blue Sox Stadium, going to the uh, the away dugout. So be looking forward to that uh, first game back there, wouldn't you?
3: Yeah, I was actually um, you know, mulling over the, the schedule the other day, Dave. And actually, we've, we've got the first series down in Canberra against Sydney. So at least that kind of um, gets rid of that factor straight away. At least it's a home series for me down there. But um, yeah, our, our last our last series will be, at um Blacktown, so it'll be a home series for me. Uh, but um yeah, just being a different dugout, so to speak. So hopefully not too many boos and and yeah, not too many people having a go at me. Oh, we might have to organize a bus trip.
2: Then you'll get plenty of
3: booze then, mate. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less.
0: What about you? Right you're um you're playing this year in the Sydney Major League for Cronulla, I believe, is it?
3: Yeah, correct, mate. Yeah. So Obviously, uh, living on the Central Coast, we didn't, we weren't able to get um the Central Coast Marlins back up and running this year. Um, you know, participation numbers were, were just hard to get, and it's a lot of commitment with guys getting back into summer baseball. Um, so yeah, playing second season with Cronulla, um, hoping to get some real good hit out. So then we've got some some good young guys uh, from the Illawarra and Cronulla areas that are really bolstering that club. Um, and I'm just to be one of the you know I'm, I'm around to be one of those those older, older veteran guys to kind of Help give um help give some young young fellas some experience and um you know just just some wisdom I guess um coming into first grade level is that a lot of young young fellas down there that haven't had a lot of first grade or or grade time coming out of 18s. so um you know when choosing to go to a club I wanted to make sure I was going to one that probably wasn't one of the strongest but wanted to make sure that I was I was I was helping out um a, a good young group of guys and played a couple of winners ago during when when Newcastle and the Central Coast comps got kicked out due to COVID. I actually uh, travelled a couple of hours every, every sad day in a winter to play in the Wollongong League with guys like Howie and Trent D'Antonio and, and Dina for the Wollongong Cardinals. So I got to meet a lot of young kids in that league. Um, and and now, now I play next to those kids in, in Cronulla, Jersey. So it's good to give back to some of those kids that you played against and played with. And, um, yeah, and you, you know, they kind of look up to you a bit because you're one of the old guys now. So I just want to kind of impart a bit of that wisdom back into those guys.
0: For sure. What about the um your Toronto Tiger season, mate? Uh, what is that? Was that four in a row you guys won?
3: Yeah, yeah, four, four with a couple of cancelled seasons, so that's four. Um, yeah, it was it was a good season. Um, yeah, it was good. It's good for us boys to all get all get back together. Um, it was a, a really successful season for the club, which is which is you know what we've been working towards for a, a number of years, as you'd know, Huddo and especially Beach, And um, it, w- it was good to see the fruits of our labour, not only in the top grade, but, you know, um, you know going through the clubs. So um, the ultimate goal is to be, a, you know, we, we obviously want to be club champions. That's, um, that's my thought of an ultimate goal, as, a, as if we're going to run a club and be successful. Um, that, that's, that's kind of the pinnacle. It's always good to win minors and major premierships, but I think a club championship really shows a testament to the people in the background, as well as the, the, the guys on the field. So successful season with the lads you know weather's weather we can't really do much about it at the moment but everyone bangs on about it because it's is what it is and it affects baseball more than probably a lot of other sports at the moment um but it, yeah it was a really mate that, that grand final was a cracker you know i um yeah you, you look at games in the playoffs at the moment going 13 16 innings we went we went to the bottom of the 10th and and mate that that game i think we got to the fourth or fifth and I I thought we'd already been playing for like three hours. It just went for so long. You know, it wasn't a, there wasn't a, I think there was maybe one or two innings where you got three up, three down. Like, and that was both us and Belmont, right? So the Belmont guys really showed up and it was, it was, you you don't, you don't want blowouts in those type of games, you know? You got Belmont at Belmont in front of their home crowd, in front of the rest of Newcastle, and you really want to give it to them. But at the same time, that was a battle for the ages and it, and it was a credit to both teams to, to really stick it out. I think it was a five nil ball game in the third or fourth, you know, they came back and put a, put a five or six spot on us in one dig. So really kind of gave us a bit of the shakes and, um, and true testament to both, both teams defense and pitching uh, for the next five innings, just to shut it down. Like, you know, I can't talk, talk, um, talk enough about young, young Ryan Hudson and what he did for the Tigers and, and how he got us out of a lot of jams. and um, yeah, and, and same credit to the Belmont guys. Like they they did the same thing on the other side of the on the diamond. So just needed that spark, and um we we're just lucky enough to get it to go our way in the end.
0: For sure. Hey, um, let's uh take us into the bottom of the tenth while we're while we're talking about it. Uh Marco up, he's out, Bosses up, two out, bottom of the tenth, Cambo comes on. May you hit a triple. As you're sliding in the third, you, I thought you dislocated your shoulder for sure, but it was actually your, your thumb that, you know, sliding in. Who's up next? Big Kurt Eaton. Take us through the next, you know, next couple of pitches in your head. What, what's going on
3: there? Uh, well, after the triple, you know, young bullfeeding, he'd done nothing all day, so he's due to do something. But um and and knowing knowing Curt and how he stood up over the last few years as a as a baseballer to be on the bump as a pitcher or or in those little moments as a hitter, um, he, he can literally do nothing for four weeks and you guarantee he'll come through in those moments. So um, kind of a, I just kind of in my own mind I was like, well, I'm just glad I got in scoring position because I'll score I'll score either way. But um, but I just yeah it was great to see. See both get get his fruits for that because uh, he had a pretty good season and and we work we work real hard together in the background to um to fine tune some some things and um yeah he put a good swing on one and it happened to find a gap which was awesome so it, it, I think he only had a two or three patch at bat but um it felt like it went for about three minutes so um, I was standing there I couldn't really feel feel my left arm but. Uh, <laughs> Happy, I think. Happy said something like, you, "You're good," and I said, "Happy, I don't need to run with my arm, mate. So it's all good, mate." So, um, but yeah, mate, it was it was just unreal. You know, touching home plate and turn around and and all the boys are swamping and Curdy going around first base like it was an awesome feeling.
0: Absolutely. You boys got anything else for Cambo?
2: In saying that, Cambo, I think you have to take it back to the top of the tenth too, mate. Like, not only coming up clutch with a triple in the in the bottom, and then both clutching up as well. But the double play, you know, in the top of the 10th from yourself, you know, the one out and runner on first with bloke that's pretty quick and, you know, you read that ball pretty good, come in, made a good catch and made a average throw to first base. But, um, doubled him off at first base to get us out of that inning when, you know, Rhino had been struggling. That was, yeah, same again, you know, not, not just with your hitting, but, yeah, with your fielding as always. It's just, well, I think it's pretty, pretty good to watch, eh?
3: Yeah, I appreciate that, beach But um that's one thing that I kind of I noticed we were kind of falling into that rut through those back innings of the game. And um you try not to be that real vocal, vocal leader, but um it can be can easily be the way just guys just fall off the perch and um had to be a bit vocal in that game to get some guys spurred back up. But um you know that when when teams like Belmont and we've we've been bursting Belmont for years and those guys those guys make it make it that's why they've been so successful right they do those little things right they they make sure they they get it right when it matters and um that that was what you you kind of just well for for me as myself um that's what I pride myself on defense and um I just I I, I wanted to be that guy that that made that difference and and that I always want to be that guy and um sometimes you know probably in a in a situation like that a ball, you know, you you probably play a safe route and let that ball fall in so that, you know, the guy doesn't go from first to third with one out. But um I was confident in my own, you know, in my own reading, um, I was just lucky enough that he didn't get the right read as a runner and I got to double him off. So yeah, it's just uh, one of those things, mate. You just you just got to take those moments because that's where it can really sway sway the uh, sway the momentum. And just little things like that that do change the outlook of the game. It's as you
1: say, it's a, it's a lift for your team. Uh, knowing something like that has happened, you've seen
3: it many times and just takes one thing and looks like that was it for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, yeah, and, we're, and we're seeing that in little plays in in the playoffs at the moment, right? Like, you know, there was a, a nail biter game between the Phillies and the Braves the other day where Castellanos comes up in, in the ninth yeah. with like one out, takes a screaming right field. If that gets past him, the guys on two or three with one out, could potentially go the other way straight away. So it's those little plays that, um, yeah, it swings the momentum and, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't come off, and you you know it's the way it is. But um, you you've got to try and take those gambles where you can.
0: For sure. Let's talk about the playoffs. Um, Cleveland and Yankees game five tomorrow got washed out today. It's not going to leave him too much time for rest. Uh, you guys been enjoying that series?
1: It's been I a great have. series. Come on, Cleveland. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit torn because my brother's a diehard Indian. So back in the 90s when we started following baseball, my brother's a diehard Indian. That's why I was a Brave because it was the Braves and the Indians back then in the World Series. So that was how we 25. chose the teams we went for, yeah. And I was just lucky enough to get the better team at the time. And then um, and then my wife, will stay she goes for the Yankees. So I'm a bit torn on who I need to go for. But at the same time, you'd, you'd love to see a team that's on a, what, a $40 million payroll or a $30 million payroll beat a team that that pays overs every year, right? It just—it just—it's like a little fairy tale thing in baseball. And our he's always like to follow the underdog as well. So I think um, it'd be good to see. But, mate Yankees at Yankees. Um, yeah, that'd be a tough one. Yeah. the Indians have got. Oh, sorry, the Guardians have got to do everything right um, to beat those guys. I feel. But yeah. I think the Guardians are young enough to not like they. Yes, they can understand the
1: history of the Yankees and everything with it. But with so many rookies on their team. I think they're probably young enough and cocky enough to sort of not let that affect them and just play their style of baseball. And hopefully get gets them through for one more game to get to the league championship series.
0: And what about, what about the manager throwing the rookies in at all stages of the game as well? I, I really enjoyed that. There was one guy uh, come on for relief. He'd only thrown in seven games, um, you know, during the year and, Right in the end of the game, throwing him in, having the confidence—I really have been enjoying watching watching him play with, um, you know, lots and lots of rookies. Now, That's what yeah, Frank
1: well, does. He, yeah, he, Frank he, goes, yep. he goes by his gut a lot. Like when he was with Boston, he did it a lot. So he's renowned for it, and it's it's paying off again for him.
3: Yeah, we're well, starting to see it see a bit of that in the playoffs as well. Like you look at Dusty Baker, another old guy, another manager. You know, each each club really has their analytics at the moment, but that's that um that kind of gun from the hip every now and then that kind of helps them. So you know, Dusty's doing the same thing with some guys out of his bullpen, and it's actually paid real good dividends. And you know, obviously what they did to the Mariners was pretty, pretty um, pretty phenomenal. So not yeah, they're a good team anyway. But um, yeah, absolutely. I think guys like Francona and um and Dusty, there's that's why they're probably the top echelon and still around to this day while analytics are so rife in baseball.
0: Yeah.
2: And the two big guns probably haven't done anything for uh, Cleveland and also the Yankees. Like, what's Judge? One for, one for nine or one for eight or something stupid. With He's hit a bomb and had 42 strikeouts. And Jose Ramirez, he's done nothing either. Like, he's got, a, he's got about 30,000 little bleeders, but he hasn't hit a ball hard yet. Like, surely he's due.
3: But both are
2: mm.
0: sure. So I the winner's a lot of, of uh, pressure
3: on him. Oh, the I'll I will judge you. Game will a lot of play the
0: Houston Astros. Um, Houston's going to have a little bit of uh, time off, which so far in this series hasn't suited everybody. You know the Dodgers and the Braves are out. Um, Dodgers, what do they win? Like 107 games or 110 games or something? 111.
1: I think 111,
0: 111 games, yeah. and they're gone. Um, I don't know whether mm-hmm. it's that big arrest rest where they've, you know, had the rest, or it's you know, just the way it goes.
1: I think it's the oh. way it goes. Yeah. Houston will probably enjoy the rest, like they've got a few veterans, like especially like Berlander and some of the other stars. Morton, Um, bit of bit of rest will do them good, um, and an older roster as well. So Alvarez, Bregman, uh, Altuve, so. If they've been there, done that. They'll they'll be prepared and ready to go.
0: Yeah, they um also coming off that 18 innings game it was 18 innings, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, one meal game that was absolutely sensational. I, I watched I think till about the 12th or the 13th. I went out and come back home and caught the end of it. It was uh, it was huge. You like yeah, see pretty,
3: pretty see cool. much of that. Yeah, I saw a majority yep. of it actually. Not, not that me boss would like to hear that, but I was working from home that day and, and saw a fair chunk of it. So um, it's good that you could have it all in the background and you know turn, turn away for half an hour, do what you've got to do with work and come back and it's still going. So, um, yeah, it was phenomenal. And like, yeah, there was a play by uh, that rookie from the Mariners in center field, um Julio Rodriguez. Julio. And, and yeah. he, he catches that ball in the gap on Gurriel. And I thought, man, that's, that's exactly what they needed. That was a game changer right there. And he runs on one and two with, with one out. He makes an absolute screamer and it stopped that inning for them. You know, they, they got the next out, and next thing you know, you know, it didn't happen for them, obviously. But I thought that was the type of play you, you wanted to see it go to them, you know. And I, I, they played their hearts out, Mariners. You know, they just ran into a, you know, a team that's pretty, pretty deep, one through to about 17, and um, they just couldn't keep up with them.
0: Absolutely. Now, what, what have we got? We've got Phillies and Padres uh, coming up. The Phillies have been hot. I've really enjoyed watching the Phillies. Harper's on fire. I think he's hit like five hundred or something, isn't he? Something crazy, rushing, hitting bombs, and he had a a thumb injury during the year, didn't he? Was that thumb? Elbow, elbow,
1: elbow. Was it? DH, DH'd most
3: of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, good to see him coming good. Uh, What do you guys make of the Phillies and Padres?
3: I like the Phillies I think they've come hot at the right time I think they're uh, other than the Braves and I think it was the Braves and the Dodgers they were the third hottest team in the league since the All-Star break and that tells you tells you something when they finished 14 games back from the Mets and the Braves in that division um I um they 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 fixed up their defensive alignment. They were having a lot of defensive issues. You know, they've got a couple of starters, like in Wheeler and Nola, that'll, that'll hold them down. And that, that'll serve them good through a five-game series. Uh, they've got sluggers. You know, Schwar- Schwarber missed the, bat, the, the home run title by, what, 20? But he's still, you no know, slouch at 42. But, um, you yeah, know, and then you've got guys like Harper who spent half the, half the year on the sideline and still went 30. You know, Hoskins can run into one. Yeah, you know, they, they've got a pretty decent lineup. Real Muto is the best hitting catcher in the league, in my opinion. Um, Alec and then Boehm. you got a little, yeah, Alec Bohm, You know, they, they've just they've got a pretty good roster there. Um, I, I like the Padres for their for their arrogance and and what they've got going on. Um, and and they proved a point against the Dodgers. I think that was uh, it was good to see them do that to the Dodgers because they've had the wood on them for so long and. and they were beaten them by, what, 22 games in the division. Uh, but I just like the Phillies and what, they, you know, playoffs is all about being hot at the right time. You know, winning, winning and getting back in that clubhouse after winning the game is very infectious. And when you're on a roll, it's, it's hard to put that fire out. So I like the Phillies in that series. But, it, yeah, Padre's pitching was pretty solid as well. So they're both pretty good rosters. And top
2: Do the, seven field, do the Phillies have there? enough? Yeah. Do, do the Phillies have enough depth in their roster?
3: In their starting you know, starting that's rotation, the, that's the questionable part, right? They got some arms out of the pen, but so do the Padres. I just I just want the Phillies personally to win because they knocked my guys out, right? So <laughs> just makes me feel like okay, well, if they win the World Series, well, we came second to the World Series champions, right?
1: <laughs> so
0: I guess we'll find yeah. out about the the depth coming from the three games and then the five game series, and now we're in a two seven game series, obviously. So you're you going to see lots of different pitching and, and lots of different things happening that you won't see in that three and five game series, I
2: guess. Oh. so yeah. I think that's probably, that's probably where the difference is, isn't it? At the end of the day, between the Phillies and the Padres, it's going to be their starters. Yeah. Like, realistically, the Padres have got five, five quality starters, don't
0: they?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They do. All right, fellas, yeah. anything else for the baseball you want to uh, talk about before we move on?
1: Just loving the fact that the Dodgers are now like the 20, 2000s, 2010s version of the 90s Braves, winning all those title all their uh, divisions every year and only have one title to show for it. So they are like the, the 90s Braves.
3: There was something that I, I wanted to, to actually mention to you guys. It something I read in a page a couple of days back, and it was actually this has to be said that the 20, 2022 Dodgers are the biggest failure in the history of baseball. 111 wins with the best run di- differential since 1939, with the biggest wins differential in playoff matchup 22 games since 1906, had a 1-0 series lead followed by three straight losses and didn't even make the NLCS. And that makes my Braves choking apparently feel so much better. So, and I like it even more because it's the Dodgers right? Yeah, so. I read something like that
1: and it's the yeah, biggest differential since something like the Cubs in the 20s or 30s or something, so yeah, yeah, couldn't have good. a little better team. <laughs> so
0: they, uh, I, I like that they traded Freddie Freeman for an extra four hours of baseball this year as well. I, I yeah. see that one I come on, I had a good gig on like that. <laughs> All right, fellas, we might um leave it there for the baseball. We're just going to uh, go to a, a quick break in a second. Randall needs another refill. He's clearly struggling up there. Uh, I just want to do the shout-outs for the week. Uh, no shout-outs this week, Davo. There was not Absolutely zero, mate. So if you, uh, you've got a local sports club and you want a shout-out, we're going to be giving away a few things uh, here soon. So make sure you get your shout-outs in. Uh, whether it's the, whoever you play for, the Penrith,
3: I don't know, whatever you are, whatever your team is, give us a I think Kurt Eden had or, one. Kurt Eden's, I think Kurt Eden's team wanted one. It was the Greenpoint Swamp Donkeys.
0: Oh, yeah. He wanted
3: a shout yeah. out this week. I think that's his new new team that he's going to um, start up next year.
0: What's that, the dodgeball? Is that a dodgeball <laughs> team? or what are
3: we Yeah, play? something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know, mate. It's both. Who knows?
0: All right, fellas,
3: we'll,
0: we'll leave it here for the baseball side of things. Uh we'll come back in a second and uh talk about the rest of the week in sport. And we're back. Yes, thanks to those sponsors uh sponsoring the show. Can't remember who they were. Do you remember who they were, Rand? Oh, that's right. It was uh King Billy Jerky. King Billy Jerky, grab you King Billy Jerky now. Head over to Facebook and uh See, a big monumental phallus for a little bit of his dried meat. Loves sharing around his meat. Did something like $4,000 in orders this week. So, uh,
3: tell you what, his meat's pretty, pretty chilly.
0: It is. It is. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful meat. Another shout out we want to give here is uh, Funky Phil, his future star showcase. Uh, posted on the Sports Rewind Digital Facebook page. Um, we talked about it last week, but. Just want to give that a shout out so uh, people are aware of what's coming up. Uh, there's going to be home run derby, uh, pitching expo. Can't wait to see uh, a couple of the sponsors uh, that don't play baseball seeing a ninety mile an hour fastball coming coming at them. It's going to be pretty good. Lots of stuff for the kids. So I, I believe it's going to be on the New South Wales uh, baseball website, and your entry fee will be ten bucks, and it will be paid back to. A club of your choice, so really cool things there um, from Funky Phil. We're going to do a bit of a wrap up of sport for the week, fellas. Anything uh, you guys got there?
1: Start of the World Cup, the or cr- well, cricket and league World Cups, I suppose. Yep. Um, as as Randall said earlier, good old UAE versus uh, Sri Lanka. Earlier tonight, seeing a hat trick by UAE, it's always good to good to see. And Sri Lanka losing to the Minnows the other night. So mm-hmm. I know these are just the qualifying games, but it's good to see all the countries getting out there for a game. So bring on the bring on the rest of the World Cup
0: for sure. Well, it's talking about World Cups. What about the uh, under twenty three baseballers? They got their World Cup on at the moment. Um, I think they're in the game four. They lost their first game against Mexico. Um, and they were playing Korea today. I'm not sure how they went. you know how they went, boys?
3: They lost 4-3. Yeah. Damn. Another close one, unfortunately.
0: Damn. Well, hopefully uh, they get a few more games in and, and get a win in. What about the NFL, Randall? Do you follow any of that this week? Oh, you're away. Oh, you wouldn't have seen much oh, of them.
2: I watched some today. I, I did watch the Chargers game today. That was a good game, extra time.
0: What about your Ravens, mate? Oh. They, they lost it again in the end. 24-20 for the Giants. Yeah, they just don't know how to win. Nah,
2: they've slumped to three and three, mate. Unlike the Philadelphia Eagles, though. How are that? How about them? Six and oh. They're, They're the only unbeaten
3: team left, aren't they? Yeah. 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 The yeah, and then
2: you've got New, York, New York New York Giants five and one in and the, the, the NFC East as well.
0: And the Vikings are five and one as well. And the bills, I think, are the bills
1: five and, one? Yeah, five I think and the one. Bills are five and one. Yeah, so after a good win the other day. Mm. Terrible. Did you Did you see that hurdle huddle? Huddle? I like uh, Josh Allen, like going over there and doing a nice little leap over one of the defenders.
0: It was a quality play. Yeah, the whole lead up to that last quarter was was solid. You know, Mahomes, what was it? Something like a eighty something yard. 12 plays to get up the other end. And then, yeah, Josh Allen, he's just unreal.
3: I don't know. what. Hey, while, we're, while we're on the NFL, why don't we uh, talk about that goalpost that went missing in the Tennessee game up the street? Did we see that? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw him riding, riding the goalpost <laughs> on the way out. Tennessee beat Alabama at home. or you know, I, I'm not into the NFL, but I saw something about Tennessee beating Alabama at home. There's you know, just a slouch of about 100,000 spectators there and they were partying so hard they ended up going on the field knocking down the goalposts and walking it out the stadium up the main road and and the owners stand there going oh well that's just they they do it every year so (laughs) it's just accepting of it
1: yeah it's not that often you beat (laughs) alabama so why not yeah
3: yeah i just thought that was kind of kind of cool to see you know when everyone talks about the nfl i think if you were to as an Aussie going over there, you want to go to one of those big games, but those college is where it's at, isn't it? Like you, oh, yeah. the big games is where you go to the car parks and have a good trailer. Um, what is it? The, the tailgate cup, tailgate, yeah, tailgate party and that. But I think if you were to, you know, if you really want to go for the NFL experience and, and the pregame stuff on uh, for the field, I'm definitely it's a college game for sure. Yep. Yeah, sure. And it'd be yeah, one of those great. big ones like Tennessee or, you know, Alabama or whoever. Right.
0: Big numbers, sure. lots of noise. 49ers yes. were absolutely putrid, got beat by the Falcons, <laughs> 28-14. Patriots beat the Browns. This one, at the Packers' home ground, the Jets beat them 27-10. I watched the highlights. I didn't watch the actual game. And what is going on with the Packers? They are just putrid. At
1: home to, have, to the Jets. Yeah. They have been bad for a while. Uh, their offense offense isn't doing a lot, so they're not really helping Rogers. out. Rogers isn't getting any younger either, but uh, no. he's just got he doesn't have the options here like he used to have. So, yeah, they're a mess.
3: I'm a bit no, of a Green a... Bay fan, and and what I've noticed is that that Rogers took that deal and you know got whatever money he got at the end of last season and pretty much held him the ransom. And you have guys like Devontae Adams going like, one of the best wide receivers in the league for how many years, like. You pretty much palmed your boy off to go somewhere else. Now, you know, he made Rogers look good for so many years. And that that's my outside opinion. I you know, I don't I don't know enough about the game, but you know, like you're saying, Dave, there are offences in there. And mate, he was he was his, you know, option sixty five, seventy percent of the time. Yeah. So when you take yeah, someone you know like that there, out. You know how to buy
1: Rogers taking the money that could have been spent on all the other guys. That's that's the main problem.
3: Him. Yeah.
0: That's the same with the Chiefs, with Tyreek Hill and um, Mahomes. Mahomes went to Tyreek Hill so much of the time. And then when he didn't go to Tyreek Hill, he went to uh, Kelsey. And now he just has Kelsey. And he's trying to uh, find that new guy to replace Hill. Um, That Edward Talaire is going to right. But he's no Tyreek Hill, that's for sure. Vikings beat the Dolphins 24-16. So they're 5-1. The Bengals beat the Saints 30-26. Yeah, the Giants have beat the Ravens. The Steelers beat the Buccaneers. Oh, Tom Brady, uh, mate. He should have went a few years back, mate.
1: He, he wasn't done. happy with his offensive line. You see no, that video doing the rounds of him blasting the offensive line yep. on the sidelines here?
0: Yeah. Anyway, the Rams, 24 uh, 10. That was a solid game. It was uh, tied early. 13-all for a lot of the game. 19-9, Seahawks over Cardinals. The Eagles beat the Cowboys. Will we see Dak Prescott next week? Now that the rookies had a loss. Finally had a now loss. was the Eagles. Uh, I'm thinking no, that. I don't think so. You reckon? Yeah, he's coming back. For sure. Chargers, Broncos. He's the face of the franchise. franchise. He is the face of the franchise and they want to know what he's doing. He's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. NFL's been good. What else has been going on in the... Rugby League.
2: Rugby League World Cup kicked off Sunday. So that England absolutely pumped Samoa. I think after a few people come out, like, you know, the almighty Gus Gould come out and said, there is no way England can beat Samoa, and England put 60 on them, so that was good to see, um, especially with all those Penrith Panthers players and, you know, all those origin players too that have all gone over there and decided they're going to play with uh, Samoa and Tonga and these sort of countries. Um, Australia did a job on Fiji, probably expected. Uh, New Zealand looked all right again. They did They did over Lebanon. Um, other than that, everything sort of went, went as expected, I think. Two more games to go in round one. Nice. Um, but um, another good one was actually uh, in the cricket. As I brought up, Sri Lanka got beat by one of the other minnows in their uh, first game. Um, the West Indies got beat by Scotland as well. Yeah. In that one. So... You know, they've got to pick up their game or well, they're not gonna get into um the round play against against the other countries. So interesting to see what happens there.
1: Such a shame on. for West Indies after the powerhouse they were. Um, like they were my favorite team growing up. For like sure. going to the SCG, watching Viv Richards, Joel Garner sort of Clive Lloyd, Gus Logie, all those guys, Malcolm Marshall and to see the state of the game over there it's just a shame but kids have just got too many options now, they're all playing basketball, doing other things and I think the administration let them down a lot so hopefully they can come back but yeah, to lose to Scotland that's not good. uh,
0: Pat Cummings got the captaincy um, but then come out and said that he may not play all the uh, one day one day is this year and it looks like uh, one of the other boys may get it now Warners apparently they're throwing Warners hat in the ring what do you guys make of that
2: it's what you got a vice captain for yep he's going to be there if the captain's unavailable or the captain's off the field, so...
3: And is Warner the vice-captain at the moment, Rand?
2: I uh, don't know, mate. I
3: Yeah. I don't sure think so. I'm not sure if it's him or Carey. I don't think... Yeah, I thought it was
2: Carey, but...
3: but typically, yeah, that's that's the reason why a vice-captain's picked, right? he's yeah. off the field, if he's injured or whatever, it's next, next in line. Yep. 100%. Him
1: and Smith have served their time, so um, I don't see why they can't be part of the leadership group. They're out there. They're the experienced players. Uh, they've, they've done their time. If it's going to help the team team win, you want it the strongest side out there and the best brains running it. So,
3: sure. sorry. Yeah, because if they were a, you know, a, a bad clubhouse presence or a, a bad egg in, in that in that brew, you wouldn't even bring them back into the squad, right? Yeah. They've, they've, they've served their time. They've, they've proven their worth to the squad, whether it's in the one-day format T20 or, or test in their own respects. And... Um, they're quality players, you know. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, Netball Australia, I know you're right into your Netball, fellas. The Netball Australia just received a $15 million lifeline from old Gina Reinhart. Why can't old Gina pump in a little bit of cash into the ABL? That's what I want to know. I'm going to write her an email in the morning. On that note, fellas, have you got anything else pressing from this week? Nothing at all.
2: Just the, not... the WBBL, mate. The Thunder need to pick up their game. Sixers have
1: started well. and 2 Sixers Fair. are 3-0. Yeah. Had to love uh, Maitland coming in the other night, the the opening game. Sixers needed uh, five off two balls. So she's come out, two balls to go, fresh batter. Okay, I'm just going to dance down the wicket, hit a six first ball, game over. Thanks for
3: coming. I love it. <laughs> Ice oh. in the veins. Yes.
2: Actually, did anyone see the clip the other night with the Netherlands versus the UAE? There's a, oh, the UAE have got his young, young bowler. He's 16 years old, so he's the youngest, youngest participant in the World Cup. He got out, and as he was walking off the field, he went to jump over the rope around the field, got caught up in it, went ass up,
3: and <laughs> as he was walking off the field. So not only I did remember, he get out. I remember in backyard cricket one day, my brother got me out. And now I, I probably wouldn't have been a couple of years younger than 16. And I, I would have been a lot worse than that. I probably would have cleaned the stumps up with me bat and cleaned my brother up if I hurled it at him as well. So, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's handled himself better than me, I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah, walking off the field, tried to jump, jump over the rope and got caught up on, you know, a three-inch bit of rope.
3: <laughs> Come a gutter.
1: I oh, the, the old Dirk Willem. I remember Dirk Willem. Play, play for New South Wales, Australia, and Tasmania. He got out one day, so he's walking off. He's got the shits, and uh, there's the gate lady. She's opened the gate. He's gone to smash the, smash the fence, miss the fence, and cleaned her up. So <laughs> that's that's often done the highlight reel. So I'll tell you yeah.
3: what, if that happens, social media would be a blast for a couple of weeks these days, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Probably, probably, probably
0: a $50,000 fine these days. Yeah, never play again. Suspension or something. <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh, Cameron, yeah. Well, who
0: you got this week, mate, in baseball? Uh
3: this week we've got the the MacArthur Orioles, actually. So we've got them. We are meant to be down at Gilchrist. I think that ground's already been washed out. So I think we're relocating that. But yeah, they're always a tough opponent. So um yeah, it's gonna be gonna be good. And uh just good to get some at bats against some um some quality pitching.
0: They're under a new coach this year, old Mitch Little. Um, yep. uh should be, yeah, you're right, good pitching. Should be a good battle.
3: Yeah, some salty vets in there in their uh, system as well. They've been around, you know, the Hislop boys, Wiggy, you know, Fogs, few few of the old the old rusties. So um, they're always handy. They always um have some good young kids around them as well. So you know, it'll be interesting to see how Mitch handles them all. And um, yeah, looking forward to the competition.
0: For sure. All right, fellas, gonna leave you there. Thanks for another week, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks, Cambo. Cheers, Ladies. Thanks for having me.